here comes a new challenger. From 8-bit to 35mm, game pads to the silver screen, your favorite video game characters are on a quest to become movie icons. Can they unlock the achievement? Let's go for broke! It's time to press X to reload. Hey everybody, welcome to Press X to Reload, our continuing journey to find the best video game to film adaptation, starting with at least finding good ones. I am Nick Moore, joining with me is Wayne Brissett. Wayne? Hello, how is everybody? And Mark Athenas. Mark? How's it going? And today, as promised, we are here to enter the King of Iron Fist tournament. We are here to do the live-action Tekken, which up until a week ago on a Wikipedia page for a list of video game-to-film adaptations, I didn't know it existed. I don't know about you guys. I am on nope. the same page. I did not know it even existed until we brought it up no. to talk about. <laughs> this thing Genuinely is... shocked. So it's made in, like, 2009 somehow it's gone a decade without being heard from and i'm wow. kind of confused as to why because i enjoyed this film i don't know how it didn't get some level of word of mouth but what are your thoughts on it guys uh you know what i i have to admit i i was entertained by this film i think not knowing about it does help there's zero expectations that way because honestly when you hear there's a tekken film and you never heard about it and we're movie buffs and game buffs, chances are it's probably a stinker. <laughs> I was really pleased to see that, like the quality of it from beginning to end. It was consistent. You know how we were talking last time with Assassin's Creed? A video game movie should never be boring or move at a slow pace. Right. And this, again, proves that point. It moves at a good pace. I'm not bored really at any point in this film. I was I was entertained from beginning to end. Do I have some problems? Sure. Uh, nothing major, but uh, I, I did enjoy the film overall. Yeah, I agree. Uh, again, like you said, like not having never heard of it, and it's like historically speaking, adaptations of fighting games are extra bad. So I just set the bar real low. I, I don't know so what you mean. Step over it. <laughs> yeah, its <laughs> own Street Fighter. It's coming. So long story short is like I was actually surprised i was surprised on like the production level almost like they they attempted the heihachi here and it was better than i thought it would be hell they attempted the jin kazama here which was better than i thought it would be so <laughs> yeah i even recognized a few of the moves from the video games i was like hell this is actually kind of awesome so yeah i had a yeah. weird amount of fun is it the best movie ever made no but no, if you go with no. low expectations heck it's fun Oh, absolutely. And it's funny, like, normally speaking, when you see, as you said, the fighting game tournament translated to film, it never seems to go well, which is baffling to me because most of them are ripping off the Street Fighter with Charles Bronson and they're ripping off Bloodsport. And those are legitimate films, so I don't know how they can't just reverse engineer back to where they started. And usually when they adapt it, the biggest problem is they forget the tournament. Street Fighter, which we will get to, is <laughs> yeah. probably the biggest offender of this, of not having a tournament, as far as I can tell, during the entire movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. this one does make the tournament a huge focus, as it should be. And it has a number of really solid fights. 
it's funny that you said you're better off kind of not knowing about it to, to enjoy it just because, you know, it sets the bar a little bit lower. I feel like if you're a non-fan, you'd enjoy it more because you wouldn't nitpick the things that I was starting to nitpick. I watched it with Corinne. I, and yeah. I, I agree with that because uh, Christina thoroughly was entertained by it. And she doesn't even know what Tekken is. Like, right. this was like the first time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like yeah. Corinne knows Tekken from Tekken Bowling. And that's about the most Tekken that she does is the Tekken Bowl. Yeah. And she's like, no, I really like that film. And I'm looking at it going, yeah, but Kazuya kind of sucked. And uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, I told her, I said, because Tekken's pretty big. Like, when you're talking one-on-one fighters, you got your Street Fighter, your Mortal Kombat. And I'd probably put Tekken at third for popularity. Like, it's... It's pretty big. Third. Yeah. But yeah. the production value is the first thing that really surprised me, not just in terms of, oh, they throw a bunch of money at it, but in terms of trying to stay as true as they reasonably can to the look of the game. Jin Kazama gets his proper, not just the hair, but he has the costume, the gauntlets, the pants, <laughs> the gloves, the all pants. of the fighters. Yeah. I like how they... I like how the movie makes a big thing of, well, if we're going to put you on as a show to keep the public appeased... Because backtracking for anyone who hasn't seen this, gigantic world collapse happens and a bunch of corporations kind of take over the world and fight for Again. dominance. Again. <laughs> uh, and the the Tekken Corporation, which is run by Heihachi, it has this big martial arts fighting tournament to basically appease the match, the, the masses, kind of like in the old gladiatorial days. And if you're one of those gladiators, they put on the... You know, the specific costume for you, your signature costume, and you use your signature moves. And it gives them a really easy excuse to do the video game look, uh, which I appreciate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they used not the mix of characters I thought they would for the fights, but it was a good mix. You had Jin Kazama in there as Jin the People's Choice, rather than mm-hmm. saying his last name yeah. for plot reasons that, you know, we'll get into. Uh, but they had Brian Fury and nothing else mattered to me because they had Brian Fury. I was so happy yeah. Yeah, that he I was there. See, for me, I, I was super disappointed because I was waiting for Paul Phoenix. I'm like, really? You don't have Paul I Phoenix? Know. Like, he, when we got, we're talking Tekken. There's two major people missing from the first Tekken, Paul Phoenix and King, yeah. right? And it's like, but you put... yeah. I'm blown away you actually had the balls to put Yoshimitsu in there. That was awesome. <laughs> I did not expect that at all. <laughs> that was my that was like my favorite part. I was like, they went with Yoshimitsu. My only complaint, again, nitpicking because I like the game, was that he wasn't as like odd <laughs> as he is in the game. Like he's well, like a, yeah. he looks like just like a regular samurai. And as far as I could tell in this, he's an evil henchman of the corporation, whereas in the actual like Tekken tournament. He's almost one of the only true like superhero good people in it, as far as I know. Uh, so they changed yeah. the lines yeah. for a few characters in it, which okay, fine. Like Nina and What's Anna Williams being basically the love harem slash assassins of Kazuya. That's an odd twist. I don't really get it, mm. but Corinne was fine yeah. with it because again, if if you weren't a a big fan of the games and knew all of the little backstories, it you seemed like know. the the movie was easier <laughs> to kind of take in. But if I ignored mm-hmm. that and went, ah, they're just going to adapt stuff. My God, I enjoyed the hell out of these fights. Yeah, I really did. Like the that opening. I wouldn't fight say the choreography was anything. He, oh, sorry. It wasn't great. No, like it, there was. It wasn't great. It just had moments. Like every fight had a moment where oh, I yeah. was like, hey. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of the game where, you know, when it, when like Eddie Gordo was fighting and it's like, oh, he's doing the capoeira, but he's got that one like takedown move where yep. he like spins yeah. over and then hooks you with the legs and goes down. I'm like, that's right out of the game. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 The choreography was nothing really uh, amazing. It was it was good. It was decent. Nothing 
mind blowing. It was just eh, that was solid. It's not bad. It's not great. It's just entertaining. It was, it was watchable. Well, what stood out for me about it, and it's something that I have a huge issue with in martial arts films, and this one largely stayed away from it was, as you said, the choreography wasn't anything where, holy crap, I've never seen these moves before, but you could tell they choreographed the fight ahead of time before doing it because they weren't cutting the camera every single moment that they could. You yeah. see a good few seconds yeah. of a fight. You could tell they rehearsed yeah. it. It was competently made. It blows my mind that right now that's all I'm asking for is competently made. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's people enough got to go above the fight. The, yeah. Like, <laughs> to have some level of stakes, yeah. I will say the way they did the arena is the coolest concept I've seen. Yeah, that was awesome. So yeah, in video games, cool. obviously you have your select your stage and you're fighting in like the desert and underwater and all these places that make no sense. Here it says select the stage and the stage becomes the digital backdrop. So, you know, if it's the desert, you can see a Sahara on the big screen behind them. But the actual stage that they're fighting on starts putting in different levels and you know, different obstacles that kind of simulate whatever stage they're on. So it felt like if you were doing a play, it felt like they were on that and doing that fight. But it was a really cool idea, and it incorporated that yeah. video game yeah. aspect in a way that didn't feel jarring. I was impressed by it. I even liked the yeah. fighter selection oh, screen. God, yeah. I was like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice little touches. It's like a little touch of like, that's like playing the game, but it made sense in their world. Like it made sense in the in the world they created it's like yeah i know this is what the audience at home would would see and sit through like it's just so cool yeah and of course uh, halfway through it the people's choice Jin is winning more fights than he should and kazuya is upset about it because spoilers for those who don't know he's the bastard son of kazuya who i guess in this version forced himself on Jin kazama it sounds That's like what it kind of sounded like yeah, yeah. it didn't now, sound like it was consensual i'm no. not super <laughs> up on all of my tech and history. I know that he's the son of Kazuya, if I remember correctly, but I don't remember it going down quite like that. And based off no. of the version so. of Kazuya that they have, I don't see him forcing himself on anyone, let alone Jin Kazama. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Kazuya yeah, as a... the main villain, so to speak, is the weakest part of the movie, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. And you know what's funny? Heihachi, which I was waiting for to explode into some yeah. awesome villainy, ended up being like just an honorable old man. It was like, okay, you, you dumped him down a bit from the video game because as far as I know, he's the major badass for everybody. <laughs> like he, he is the, the king of Iron Fist Tournament. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I was waiting for that too. I was waiting for that moment where it was like, oh, here comes Heihachi. And it just never really happened. Yeah. But – I, a, I love the actor, Carrie, whatever his name is. Tagawa? Shang Tsung. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but now yeah. he needs, now I need a Street Fighter movie where he's Bison and he's done the, the trifecta, right? <laughs> he's done all he's done. He's been every major villain. That's all villain in the fighting. In the fighting, yeah, in the fighting world. Like, it's just so funny. But, like, I like him as an actor and I thought he brought, like, yeah. the necessary, like, actually pretty decent acting considering he was kind of slumming it here. But, yeah, yeah no, he was good in it. Yeah. To, to, to wreck some people. <laughs> he brings a level of legitimacy to the film that, uh, frankly, no one else does. I mean, outside no, yeah, of him, yeah. the only other actor in the entire movie who I could even place was Jin's mother, Jin Kazama. She's Commander O in that new Picard show. Other than that, yeah. nobody stands out. I don't know who any of them are. The guy who played Brian Fury, he played the live-action Fist of the North Star. Oh, okay. Oh, did he? He played Ken, he played Kenshiro, yeah. 
You know, uh, the guy, what's the guy, the Adam Fox or whatever he is in the, in the movie? Steve Fox. Um, oh, Steve Fox. Steve yeah, he, Fox. Is that the guy from Blade 2? Is he the villain in Blade 2? Because, man, he sounds... No, that's like Steven Dorff or whatever? No, Blade 2. That's Blade 1 is Steven Dorff. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Blade, Blade 2. 2. Oh, I forget. Blade I haven't seen like, that one in so long. Yeah. You might actually be yeah, right. I wonder. So, clearly, his career took yeah. off after Blade 2. <laughs> yeah but a couple of a couple of things that i was confused by only because again being someone who's played the games and kind of knows what's going on it's not even a complaint for the film as itself i just don't understand why they named them this all of the the foot soldiers the the military jacks. force of tekken i don't know why they call them jacks jacks as far as i know is the big robot dude that looks like arnold um, when they yeah. said they were yeah. bringing in the Jacks, I was so excited, and then more of those guys showed up, <laughs> yeah. and I went, oh, well, that, that's, that's not what that's I wanted. the same way. As soon as they said Jacks, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm cool with Jacks being sentries. Show me. Yeah. Oh, no, they're just a bunch of dudes, and they're stormtroopers. I was waiting for the worst yeah. CGI Jacks ever made, and I was disappointed that I didn't yep. get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. I was like, yeah, here it comes. And like Law, in the beginning, when you, you see martial law, I'm like, they do know martial law is basically a Bruce Lee rip, right? Like they got a real fighter uh, from the UFC to play him. But like, I was like, he's basically a Bruce Lee rip. He, he's not what you're showing us here. It's funny. He was the <laughs> only one that I felt didn't necessarily follow the type of martial arts that you would see in the game. Cause I mean, yeah, fine. He's a Bruce exactly. Lee knockoff, but if that's who you're going to throw in there, have him actually do those moves. Whereas, as you said, like Eddie Gordo does the capoeira fighting. Mm -hmm. Jin Kazama, a lot of those moves, those look like moves from the mm -hmm. game. He doesn't do the jump and spin in the air with the kick because sure. good luck doing that live. But like him. Yeah, they took away some of the powers. Brian Fury's moves, Anna yeah. and Nina Williams, oh. they all look like they're using the style of martial arts that they have in the game, which again, I kind of geeked out over. I thought that was really cool. And then martial law is mm -hmm. just a dude. <laughs> No wonder he lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a literal UFC fighter. So he fights like a UFC fighter in a cage. And it's just like, that's not who law is. But, <laughs> but that said, maybe they didn't want to get sued. The buildup for him, though, of Jin Kazama shows up at this lineup for, hey, come fight the contestant out of the Iron Fist fighters who lost and now gives you a chance to get a wild card to get in as the people's choice. And that big, huge biker dude who's going to go in first mm. and then sees someone get ruined. And <laughs> he looks over at Jin and goes, are you, you scared? scared? And Jin goes, no. <laughs> and the biker dude's like, well, I am. And walks away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I out. I love that. I did yeah, not expect yeah. that. That was a fantastic subversion. I thought he was going to go in there and martial yeah. law was going to Just, wreck him. Um, yeah. But that see, was, it had the same effect though. When you see the big, huge biker dude go, yeah, I'm, I'm done. See you tomorrow. You feel a little <laughs> yeah. worried for Jin. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. It was a little odd that they try and shoehorn not one, but as far as I can tell, at least two romances for Jin in that movie. His existing girlfriend. Yeah. That's the one that I was like, by the end of it, I'm like, they're actually making what? Jin look like a prick because by the end, you know, he's all yeah. into Christy, but they keep cutting back to his girlfriend like she cares about him. I'm like, boy, she's going to be really disappointed. Right. <laughs> she yeah, realizes he's kind of leaving her. 
Like he's working <laughs> as a. Uh, he, I don't know. Working as a smuggler and yeah. hooking up with her and you know them having you know movie sex where you see nothing, and then Kazuya blows up a city block, including his mother trying to get him. She still wants to be with Jin after all that. I gotta say, if someone tried to blow up the house to get Corinne. Grab the kids. I'm out of here. See you. Best of luck to you. You're <laughs> too high risk for me at this point. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I couldn't. The, again, one of the weird things about the movie, they're just weird moments. And that was one of them. When, when Kazuya blows up that space looking for Jin. With his own people in there. I didn't understand his motive. I know. and I, But I didn't understand his motivation for it. He's looking for Jin. Yeah. Like, as far as he knows, he's just a smuggler. And he's like, ah, nuke the block. And it's like, wait, what? And then later he finds out, oh, it's Jin Kazama. What? Yeah, exactly. I think this goes back to what Nick was saying, how Kazama was the weakest part. And he felt like anytime he's on screen, they're throwing bad guy things at yeah. him. You know, like, oh, he's in this scene. What do yeah. we got to do? Well, tell him he's got to be a bad guy. So, you know, shoot a missile. And oh, I he's can, a bad guy. Yeah, capture his father. Kill his father. You know. I can see where they start with the the motivation of it. Of okay, he has this scene with his father about you know you have to handle security. I want to take over the corporation. You aren't ready. Handle security for me. So when you have a bunch of smugglers running around, I guess his way of handling security is just nuke everything. That'll prove to my father I know what I'm doing. But it comes across as really short sighted and stupid. It makes you go, yeah, hey, Hachi's right not to give you any control whatsoever. You're an ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Whereas you compare that to yeah, his character. Yeah, you compare that to the games, and Kazuya is fairly cutthroat but cunning. He's a worthy successor of his father. This one, it was almost like Trump's kid if he was more bloodthirsty. Like he's just useless. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a, he's completely, completely useless as a fighter, as a character, as a villain. Yeah, and then I, I kind of agree, too, with the Jin piece of, you know, he's the good guy. I like him because he's the good guy, but, like, he's not the greatest. He's no. always so cocky in every oh, scene. God, yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. And it's just like, what was that one where he's – someone's like, oh, you got to earn respect or whatever. He's like, you hear the respect? And you're like, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, martial law says that to him. Yeah, that's yeah. right says you have to so earn, you respect, earn respect and then respect. Jin's just mouth and back off to him. I did like though the person who can kind of talk him down from being a jackass was Steve Fox who kind of takes him over as his his manager. Yeah. And I liked the fact that he would give him legitimate fighting advice before he'd go in about, you know, he locks his uh who is it um I can't remember the the dude's yeah, name but the the Spanish dude. Mochero yeah, when he goes to throw a punch he locks his knees to focus on that and take it down. And that way, you know, when he throws a swing at him, he can kick that knee and throw yeah. it his weight from under him and be able to fight back. That was cool, right? That's what a, a fighting yeah. manager is supposed to do is coach, not just you can yeah. do it or aim for the one in the middle. Give actual advice. Yeah. 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 And another th- good thing about the fights like is that. nobody ever – there was no, like, dominant fight. Every fight, both mm. fighters got their licks in, did yeah. their – like, Jim got mm. his ass kicked the whole show. Like <laughs> – he yeah. should have been dead He's not several times over. <laughs> Actually, yes. I think more yeah. than once there is a, hey, what's that over there? Surprise to stop the killing blow. Like oh, yeah. More than once someone is about to finish him and somebody creates a distraction for him to recover more than once. <laughs> it's amazing. I actually kind of liked it. So the fighters they have, they've got Brian Fury, 
Anna and Nina Williams. They have Miguel. That was his name. Miguel yeah. is the the one that he mm-hmm. kicks out the knee of. Uh, they have yeah. Jin Kazama. They have Raven, who always just looked like Blade in white clothes to me. So I'm not quite sure yeah. why they used him and gave him all of his moves where you could recognize him, but toned down martial law enough that you wouldn't make the Bruce Lee comparison. I'm clearly making the Wesley yeah. Snipes connection with this guy. If you're worried about being <laughs> yeah. sued for yeah. likenesses, choose any other number of fighters or just embrace it with <laughs> yeah. everyone. Yeah. Uh, I was a little yeah. disappointed. Yeah. Oh, Yoshimitsu, of course, who was awesome. Uh, I'm a little disappointed that Kuma was not there. Just saying, I would have liked a bear fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah just it being a low budget fight, it would have been great if there was a bear. They could have done that too. You know, just a bear in a cage and the fighter has to fight it. Guy in a costume, <laughs> I would have settled for that. Yeah. Guy yeah. in a bear costume, yeah. just yeah. swinging, I would have been fine with it. Yeah, yeah. But the Yoshimitsu fight was awesome because I'm thinking, okay, well, Yoshimitsu's in this. He has a sword. It always seems like the biggest unfair advantage in the game. Good luck in live action, but they give Jin a weapon. And that's when I realized apparently Mm -hmm. Jin's a master of all fighting styles. My good God. (laughs) He can do everything. He can do everything. Although he does basically lose that fight. He he, does. Again, almost every fight. He basically almost loses almost every fight and comes back. Yeah, He's uh, like Indiana Jones. He almost loses every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Something right at the end distracts him. And he's very cocky every single time. Keeps you in it. Right I in suppose. the edge of your uh, But yeah, good fast pace to it. You have that halfway point where Kazuya taking over and putting Heihachi in a corner. And then trying to, first off, kill all of his fighters, which I didn't really understand him like locking them up and wanting to murder them all. But that's followed by, you know what, what'll really make the crowd happy, you're all going to fight to the death. And then it turned into the Mortal Kombat film. Yeah. Yeah. At least in premise. Which didn't make sense. And it didn't even make sense for the fighters to agree to participate. They're all fighters. They could have fought their way out of that or died trying. Especially since... They're going to die anyway. (laughs) When you get your big fight with Kazuya at the end, he isn't a very good fighter. That was the weakest fight in the whole show. I I expected something better. I don't really understand how he's threatening in any way, shape, or form, other than the fact that he has his Tekken Force soldiers behind him. As far as I'm concerned, the real big bad of the movie is Brian Fury. He is terrifying in the ring. And he's... Not just him, but the better part of the cast are a great example of... I would rather, in a B-action movie, have stunt fighters who you ask to do acting rather than actors that you ask to do stunt work. Because I really don't care if you can sell the emotion of the scene. I care if you can have a fight that makes me excited for the fight. And these guys were, they were good. There was some good stuff in those fights. Yeah, they were going for it. Especially the fight against Brian Fury. So (laughs) Brian Fury being cybernetic underneath. Though they're not really clear on, is it an Legal. exoskeleton underneath? Is it are his muscles enhanced? I was a little unclear on their version of it. But when he goes to fight him, I'm sitting there with Corinne. I'm like, he's got to kick him in the neck. That's a weak spot. <laughs> not five <laughs> seconds after I say that, Jin Kazama Good. tries kicking him as hard as he can in the neck. And Brian Fury yeah. doesn't even move. Move. Yeah. I yeah. looked over at Corinne. I'm like, it. well, he's... <laughs> Just got the chicken kicked out of him. Yeah. I love the opening of that fight because that is a Brian Fury move. The drop to one knee gut punch. And oh, yeah. And send and the guy send flying, flying. The one power punch. I was like, that's right out of the game. I was so excited when that happened. I was like, it's right out of the game. So I was good. really hoping. I was really hoping that he was going to duck one of Jin's punches and do that 
punch where he starts laughing and then oh, lifts the guy and slams laughing? him. Because to yeah. me, that's his signature <laughs> move, the yeah, <laughs> and then slam is. him. I was yeah. a little disappointed that wasn't there. But the yeah. fact that he took a kick to the neck and didn't flinch makes up for any shortcomings in the fight. I think his arms <laughs> yeah. were even crossed during that. Yes. It worked. He just took it. <laughs> He but took the whole what, thing. In that fight, my second favorite part of that fight is he goes to kick Jin. And from the Tekken games, Jin, the Kazamas, are one of the few who have, like, counters. Yeah. So when he throws that mm-hmm. kick, he actually counters the kick. And it goes into a throw that is, like, right out of the game. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, so you can tell that whoever made this at least plays the game or is a fan in some way. Like, they tried to stay as true to it as they can with, as far as I can tell, a shoestring budget to show an apocalyptic film, considering this is after the fall of civilization, though most of the quote-unquote fall of civilization just looks like Escape from New York. So it's not like they did much other than just (laughs) set the city slightly on fire and film everything at night. Ah, it works. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Was there anything else that you guys saw that really stood out, especially from the games that they pulled in? Honestly, even the uniforms of, of like, and again, back to the uniforms of everyone, but even like, I know the Jacks, like I was like, that reminded me, I forget which Tekken it is, but one of the Tekken had almost like a little side scrolling adventure. Tekken Force. And like, that's what you fought. You, Yeah, Tekken Force. And you fought like that. You fought the army of Heihachi there, those little like jump guys. And I was like, it looks just like them. They're so awesome. Like. You know, those little things were cool, but, you know, other than that, I didn't find anything that was like, I, that I could remember was out of the game. Of all the video game genres that we're watching and converting, the, the fighting genre is the, in theory, the easiest and the hardest to, to really adapt because mm-hmm. the easiest part of it is, it's, it's, well, okay, it's a fighting tournament, it's a blood sport, just make a blood sport movie with all the characters, but you got to make a story because <laughs> it's Hollywood mm-hmm. to try and draw other people mm-hmm. in. So the story part of it is kind of irrelevant. So when it comes to pulling in from the game, I thought they did a good job. All the characters kind of looked exactly like who they should have been. I like that they mm-hmm. had stage selects, random fighters. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I, th- I think they did a solid job of of doing what they the best they could do with what they had. Sure. Really. I, and I like that you bring yeah. up the big challenge of converting it and having a story there. Because the big trouble when you're having any sort of a fighting game tournament is... Here's 20 characters in the game. Choose your fighter. The movie has to choose one character to focus on as your protagonist. Now, with Tekken, I argue that it's a little bit easier, I suppose, because Jim is the closest thing you have to a good guy in the first story. Kazuya is evil. Heihachi's evil. (laughs) Like, a lot of them are basically bad guys. But Jin's not even in the first game. Oh, no, that's right. He isn't in, like, Tekken... Right. Two, three? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. The first story is about Kazuya and Heihachi. Yeah, who's even the yeah. good person in the first one? <laughs> That's, I don't think there is there a <laughs> Yoshimitsu. That's hilarious. Paul Phoenix. I'm telling you, this movie bombs because yeah, no Paul Phoenix. Paul Phoenix Paul. is my boy. mentioned at the very beginning. They mention him. Yeah, I know. That's, That's it. it. I was and waiting you know for a fighter. They couldn't do his hair. That's where they gave up. That's his hair. <laughs> CG, man. That would have been the best cheesy CG ever. <laughs> the funniest part for me is they like how much they disrespect Paul Phoenix. Like they just mentioned him being knocked out by law. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> Garbage. This is so rude. So rude. To me, the funniest thing, only because it keeps repeating. It wasn't funny at first, but it became funnier every time it happened. Because you only get so much time with Jin Kazama and Jin Kazama together as a mother and son. Every time he's in the middle of a fight, 
before he's about to lose, he'll have a flashback where she'll tell him the essential advice he needed at that exact moment. And the first time it happens, yeah. like, I can't remember what it was, something about, you know, so long as you can draw breath, you can still win a fight. Like, okay, cool. You know, yeah. he remembers his mother and he, he goes on. But he has, like, five fights in this movie. And every single fight, she comes back like a force ghost <laughs> to have exactly the advice yeah. he needed. It almost turned into a drinking game, and it felt like here's the one other recognizable actor that we have. We got to get some use out of her, but we killed her in the first twenty minutes. That's okay. That's why flashbacks exist. Exactly. It was killing me. Granted, the advice she tried to give against Brian Fury, I don't even remember if it worked because friggin' Brian Fury. Uh, No, but it didn't work. (laughs) It didn't work. It did. Oh, that was the other thing. So, as far as I can tell, and I want your opinion on this. Does he or does he not kill Brian Fury in the end of that fight? Because I thought that he did. It looked very clearly he like he did. Um, looked like he snapped his neck or something looked, on the way down. Yeah, it looked pretty. It looked, it looked pretty dead. Because that crazy movie does. But the yeah. reason I bring this up is there is a sequel to Tekken. There is Tekken Two: Kazuya's Revenge. Uh, it's in 2014. It's a different actor playing Kazuya. but it's the same actor playing Brian Fury. He's still there. So I guess they put him back Wait, together again. Well, yeah, he's maybe cyborg. because he's cybernetic, they'll, they'll say something about they can put, turn the plug yeah. back on or whatever. Now, I only bring this up because we've brought it up a couple of times, and this is the current reigning champion, though as a qualifier, there are only six reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. It sits at zero. This is our lowest percentage. <laughs> Poor Tekken. Only six really? reviews, Zero? not a single positive one among them. It loses to Assassin's there Creed, to Double Dragon. I, I think I think the three of us owe it to ourselves to log in and bump that score right? up. Well, before you say that, I'm happy to do so, but the audience score with 11,279 uh, ratings is at 31%, so we won't move the needle too oh. much. But for those of you uh, listening, it's worth seeing. It's fun. It's genuinely it is, fun. But it's fun. I understand yeah, why genuinely. it's at 30 as well. Like, I, I can see the general oh. population being like, <laughs> oh, yeah. what the hell is this? Yeah. This is so cheesy. Yeah. It is, but I yeah. find that it is in the same way as Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, which I know we haven't gotten to, but this gave me the same vibe where oh, agreed. we're just having fun here, guys. Don't take it seriously. It's a fighting game tournament that rules the world. How seriously can you take it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's not winning yeah, awards. Exactly it's not. If you go in with that mindset, it has solid martial arts, fairly decent humor, one out of two good villains, and some pretty solid costumes. I recommend it. I don't yeah, know if I'd I straight up entirely. recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, like, I know. Now hear me out because it's an entertaining film. It's just if somebody said, "Should I watch Tekken?" I'd be like, Ugh. "Well, you have to have, like you just said, you have to be in that mindset. Are you ready?" For I'm this type than. of movie, if you are, you'll probably be entertained. But if you're, if you're like, oh my god, Tekken, I can't wait to watch this, you'd be like, whoa, he's down there. <laughs> yeah, you might exactly. be a little disappointed if you start riling yourself up. I don't want seventy percent of the people coming back saying, "Why did you recommend this to me?" <laughs> I get that all the time. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's a I recommend with the with the with the caveat that like, if you want to watch a pretty decent bad movie, watch <laughs> this. Like it's you know it. It's not great, but it is exactly like 
the Street Fighter and the Mortal Kombat vibe. Right. And if you're going in with that vibe, and if you enjoyed those movies, there's no reason you shouldn't enjoy this movie. And if there you we go. Those movies, you, you know, actually, it. a perfect example of how I would recommend it is this: as Doom, I would go out and recommend it without somebody asking me, "Hey, uh, I want to watch Doom. Yes. How is it?" I would just come out and be like, "Hey, man, if you haven't seen Doom yet, you got to check it out." I'd have to wait for somebody to ask me, "Hey, do you know there's a Tekken movie?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, I saw it. Check it out." Because now they've done the investigation themselves. You want to be able to distance right? yourself so it's from kind the of recommendation. On them. All right, right well, it's kind of on them. My official recommendation is: if you were a fan of martial arts films in the vein of Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, this is on that same level. It is that same Agreed. wavelength. It is as good or as bad as those, however you want to see it. If you enjoy those, you'll enjoy this. So I agree with Mark and and Wayne. All right. So next time we will be looking at Max Payne starring Mark Wahlberg. Uh, He at least has the New York accent going for him. We'll see how everything else goes. Again, we thank you for listening to Press X to Reload. I have been Nick Moore. With me has been Wayne Brissett and Mark Athens. Gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's good times. Good times. Um... See what the. It's been so long since I've seen Max Payne, so looking forward to that. Same. <laughs> Later. Later. You've been listening to Press X to Reload. Today's episode featured the voices of Mark Athenis, Wayne Brissett, and Nick Moore. Our theme music was composed by Jack Furyk and performed and realized by Sam Furyk. If you like what you've heard today, subscribe and never miss an episode. Or tell a friend, leave a review, we'll take all the bonus XP we can get. If you have suggestions or feedback, you can contact Nick Moore via his email, retrogamingfool at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next stage.